0: hands to glorify jesus that newborn king lord we love you we thank you mighty god for your goodness and for your mercies you are great O oh lord you are the awesome god we praise you O oh lord we believe in you and we trust in you hallelujah 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 amen amen amongst all the hustle and bustle of the season Aren't you glad you know the true meaning of what Christmas is all about? Amen. And that's why we're gathered together here on Christmas Eve. Amen. To celebrate Christ. Christ is born. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're glad that everyone's here tonight. Amen. We, you may be seated. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, Merry Christmas. Amen. Tomorrow's the big day. Christmas Day. Hallelujah want to remind you about a few announcements. One of them is Sunday, the 26th, we will be having our 8.30 service and also our 10.30 service. No p.m. service on the 26th. And then a week from tonight, I believe it is, is New Year's Eve, amen, uh, the 31st. And we will be having a midnight watch hour from 11 to midnight on Friday If you would desire to pray the old year out and the new year in, amen, we will have the church open and we will be here praying. Amen. Praise the Lord. Right now we're going to wait on you for an offering, a Christmas offering. Amen. You can never outgive the Lord. Amen. To think about what he's done for us. Hallelujah. God is good, isn't he? Let's pray and ask the Lord to bless our service tonight. Let's ask him to bless our offering. Jesus, we love you, Lord. Thank you, God, for the true meaning of Christmas tonight. We pray, Lord, that you're going to bless this offering. Bless your people, all those that are gathered together tonight. God, we just pray that you would move in a mighty way on each and every individual. We'll give you all the thanks and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you tonight.
1: it is to come together and adore christ the lord amen what a great god we serve what a privilege it is as his creation to be able to offer up praises and adoration uh, unto our lord i'm so glad that you have joined us uh, tonight on this christmas eve and you may be seated we are going to invite all of our children that are nine years old or younger to come up on the platform if you're nine years old Or younger, come on up here and gather around. We're going to read the Christmas story together. Yes. Hi, Taylor. How are you doing? So nice to see you. Yeah. Hey, buddy. You're in kindergarten? That'll work. Oh, look at these beautiful children. Come on up here. Maris's kids. Yeah, come on, guys. Wow. Are you guys excited about Christmas? No? Does anybody know when Christmas is? Tomorrow? How many of you have Christmas tonight? Ooh, how many of you wait till the morning? Very nice. How many of you do tonight and tomorrow? And all week? Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about biblical story of jesus you know that jesus is really what christmas is all about right yeah hey jojo how you doing buddy you doing good so nice to see you y'all look wonderful we're going to start reading in luke chapter 1 and verse 26 do you guys know where the story starts with who the main character is does anybody know who jesus's mother was yes yes Married. That's right. So Luke chapter one and verse twenty six says, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. So the name of the city is Nazareth, and the surrounding area is Galilee. Kind of like this is Palm Bay, but we're in Bavard County. So that's pretty close. Yes. You're full you're going to know all the answers all right get ready because i'm gonna ask you some questions verse 27 to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was joseph how many of you know what the word espoused means uh yes someone you're married to possibly someone you're going to be married to what do they call it like you're not married yet but you're really close engaged yeah so it was kind of like going to be espoused to a man named joseph of the house of david and the virgin's name was mary and the angel came in unto her and said hail thou that are highly favored hail thou that are high what does that word mean hail thou that are yes what does it mean What does the word hail mean? Hello. High five. You are brilliant. That's right. It's like, hello. Can you imagine an angel just showing up in your room? Hey, what you guys doing? She said, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, that being Mary, she was troubled at his saying, And cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Or what manner of greeting this should be. Why would she be troubled if an angel has come and made a personal visit to her bedroom? Why would she be troubled by that saying? Anyone else? Yes.
2: Because
1: she was scared. You guys are amazing. That's right. I would be. How many of you would be scared if an angel shows up in in your room? But the angel said a lot of nice things about her. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. You were right. Because the Bible says, Fear not, Mary. The angel knew she was afraid. For thou hast found favor with God. Why did she find favor? There was a whole bunch of people on the planet. Why was it Mary that found favor? Yes. Because she was going to have baby Jesus. That's right. What do you think, Jojo? Absolutely. Yeah. Verse Verse 31. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Now we jump to Matthew chapter 1 and verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, And not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. They're getting visited by a lot of angels, aren't they? Mary gets visited by an angel. Now Joseph gets visited by an angel in a dream. And they know the angel knows these guys by their names. Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Verse 22. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is being interpreted, God with us. So they said this is what the prophets were talking about. Which prophet talked about this? Yes. Isaiah. You guys are amazing. You're smarter than Bible school students. Amazing. Verse 24. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. All right. So then we look in Luke chapter 2 and we start in verse 1. Because each account throughout the Gospels tells and emphasizes on a little bit of different aspect of what happened around the manger. This was the background to the manger in Bethlehem. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus. Does anybody know who Caesar Augustus is? He's the guy that made the salad dressing, isn't he? No. No? Yes. He's like the king, Yeah. He was the Roman emperor. And when he made a law, everybody had to follow it. And what was the law that he made? Does anybody remember? Yes. Yes. So they were taking a census and everybody had to go to where they were born because they wanted to make sure they had everybody paying their taxes. Some things never changed in all these years. (laughs) Verse 2. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenus was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone, into his own city. Verse 4. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. So why did they go to Bethlehem? To so birth to
2: baby
1: Jesus. That's right. But why, they were from Nazareth, why not stay in Nazareth? Joseph was from Bethlehem. Excellent. Verse 5 To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. All right, so she's getting ready to have birth. Verse 6 And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Because there was no room for them in the inn. It was a really busy time. Everybody was coming to the city. If they were born there, they were from there. Because of all the senses. So there was no room. So they're in kind of a... Sort of a hotel kind of a place. But there's no room. So they just have them stay out in the barn with the animals. And there were in the same country shepherds. Abiding in the field. Keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. Now here we have more people being afraid because all the heavens are opening up. I mean, it's like all the heavens celebrating the birth of baby Jesus. Yeah. And yes. Who was born there? Jesus. Where was he born? Bethlehem. Bethlehem. That's right. Not Alabama. Bethlehem. <laughs> Verse 10. And the, and, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. There we have swaddling clothes again. Does anybody here know what swaddling clothes are? Yes. That's right. Bunches of little pieces of cloth. So if they didn't have enough money to get a whole piece of cloth, they took little pieces and they'd put them all together and they would wrap the baby in swaddling clothes. What does all that mean? He's born in a manger. Does anybody know what a manger is? Yes. Like a cradle, yeah. What else? What I was going to say.
0: Just say it. to feed. Something
2: to feed animals.
1: That's right, to feed animals. So here's Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He's being born in a trough that they feed animals in wrapped in swaddling clothes in a barn what does all that mean to you that Jesus the king of kings would come like that
2: Well, I don't
1: know what everything means okay all right hang on she's answering and then we'll come right back to you that's right that's right she said that he wanted to show that anybody could come to the Lord it didn't matter If you were poor or rich, where you were from, everybody, Jesus came for every single person. Yes. They didn't have a quilt in the manger? A crib. That's right. They didn't have any crib in the manger because the crib was kind of like for indoors, right? And the manger was just for what the animals used, and they had to just like clean it out and put baby Jesus in there. Yeah, and it was a what? A lot of people. I can't tell what she's saying. What is she saying? Oh, it was a long time ago. Yes, it was a very long time ago. So the
2: star means the star of the Christmas tree, in the sky that the wise men
1: Yeah. Wow. You're right. We're fixing to get to that. He's already on the wise man. All right, so here we go. Verse thirteen. And suddenly there was in the there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill. so this was a time to celebrate right that's what christmas is right it's a time to celebrate all right now we're in matthew chapter 2 and verse 1 now when jesus was born in bethlehem of judea in the days of herod the king behold there came wise men from the east to jerusalem what made them wise yes because they were what because they were smart all right. What made them smart? The star? the star. Yeah. They were following a star. They were wise because they were trying to get to Jesus. Anybody trying to get to the Lord is smart. They were. And they were following that star. Very good. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, The king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Is it fair to say that if you're coming to worship Jesus, that you're wise? You know, even as children, you can worship Jesus. And if you worship Jesus, guess what? God's always going to have a reward for you. Now... It's always going to upset others too that aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Like King Herod. Have you guys ever heard of King Herod? Was well, he a good guy or a bad guy? Bad guy. Bad guy. When Herod the king, that's right. pretended to be a good guy. I know it. He pretended. All right. Won't you sit down so all the other children can see too? They want to see Pastor because he's so good looking. All right. Verse three. <laughs> when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, "Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also." Was he telling the truth? No, no. he was pretending that he was, that he wasn't telling the truth, was he, Jojo? He was saying, "Oh, I want to go and I want to go and worship the king too," but he really didn't. When they, had, when they had heard the king, they departed and lo the star which they saw in the east. you guys see it up here behind us? When they saw it in the east, they went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. So the star literally comes over and directs them right on which house they were supposed to go to. Isn't that cool? Did you guys know they had GPS way back then? They didn't? How did the star know where to go? Right over the house. Yes. God directed it. God had GPS long before we did. He knew right where to send the star. Because God's in charge of all things. Isn't he, Jojo? Yes, he is. Okay, verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Because they knew God had told them right where to go to worship. All right, We're getting close to the end. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. He was a young child now. So this wasn't actually at the manger, was it? This wasn't the manger. He was a young child now. Do you think he's about Jojo size? Maybe? Maybe younger? Yes. You think he was about six years old? no yes three years old so somewhere in there maybe three can you what you want your mother okay is she here she isn't okay you want to go sit with her okay buddy you can go you did excellent let's give him a big hand good job buddy all right, y'all ready to finish this up? And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts. They brought gifts. Is that why we give gifts at Christmas time? Yeah. Yeah? They no.
2: Why do we give
1: gifts at Christmas time? Yes. Yeah, to do something nice for others. Yes. Very nice. She said because Jesus is a gift to us, we give gifts to others to represent Him being a gift to us. How did you get to be so smart? You must have smart parents. Here's the gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Myrrh. You know what frankincense is? No? You know what gold is? Yeah, gold. That's your mother's favorite color? Gold? She liked Brother Kevin to buy her gold rings? Yes, what's frankincense? It's like a fragrance? Good. Yes, Joshua? like a perfume absolutely and so these were valuable gifts right all right and being warned of god in a dream here we have him being warned to god again god's directing he's like the director of this whole story being warned of god in a dream that they should not return to herod the lord tells him not to go back to herod why he's evil what did herod want to do he wanted to kill him then he wanted to get rid of him. Yeah, come here, and then that's right. Being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed in their own country another way. All right, and when I'm in Luke two and verse thirty nine now, and when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own city. Anybody know where that was at? Yes, Nazareth. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Isn't that awesome, Trevor? High five, buddy. Amen. And that's the story of Jesus. Let's give all of our children a big hand. That's what Christmas is all about. Thanks, Jojo. You guys can go down now. Thank you so much. You're all awesome young people and children. How you doing, Taylor? Okay, baby. I don't know how much they enjoy that, but I sure enjoy it. <laughs> hey, man. I'm just amazed at how much they know about the biblical story. You know, really, that's our purpose is to make sure we always stay focused on what Christmas is all about. You know, it's easy to get caught up in all of the commercialization of Christmas and lose sight of really what the purpose of it all is. And that's kind of what I want to share with you in the few moments I have with you before we receive communion um, tonight. I want to read from Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. will toward men and it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven the shepherds said one to another let us now go even unto bethlehem and see this which has come to pass which the lord hath made known unto us and they came with haste and found mary and joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. There's a part of that verse 17 and 18 that just uh... jumped out at me that i want to elaborate on for a few moments tonight i believe in considering the the luke uh... chapter two narrative surrounding the birth of christ that it is interesting to observe this particular portion of that text after the shepherds returned to their flocks having seen the christ child people were not amazed by the shepherds they were amazed by the story that the shepherds told the text says that all that heard it wondered at what was told to them it was the message that brought the wonder it wasn't the messenger it wasn't even their first-hand account of what they had experienced But it was the Messiah message. Because you see, they had prayed for years for the Messiah. And now these shepherds were bringing a story that caused great wonder. I pray that this truth would ring true for you and for me this Christmas season. That all of us as Christ followers would be more defined by a heavenly story Than by any kind of earthly glory. That the message of who Jesus is. Is really where the wonder should always lie. I think it's true and I think all of us would join in saying that this is true of your own lives. That we desire. Each of us. All of us that are a part of this Eastwind family. To impact eternity because of the great commission calling that we shepherd every week with our community and our church that we would say we want the message to be what the focal point is not the messenger not who we are as individuals but who he is and the gospel message that Jesus Christ robed himself in flesh and came to this earth You see, my friend, when the Sanhedrin, which was like the Jewish Supreme Court, when they heard the testimony of Peter and John in Acts 4, they could not get past the messengers. They focused on the messengers. And they couldn't even get to the point where they could even contemplate or consider the miraculous, which was that a lame man that they all knew was now healed and running around the temple. They couldn't focus on that because... They got sidetracked. They chose to divert their attention to Peter and John to consider that they were unlearned, that they were uneducated and perhaps even uncouth. And so they lost the glory of the message by being focused on the humanity of the messenger. They chose to comment and to try to correct what they thought they could control rather than what they could not admit to, and that was the fact that Jesus was the Messiah that they had prayed for, and His power was still at work on this earth. Ladies and gentlemen, all of these years later, His power is still at work on this earth. Oh, hallelujah. When we gather to take of the Last Supper under candlelight on this eve of Christmas, We are forcing our focus to be on the Messiah rather than the messengers. We focus on Christ rather than Christmas and on the gift of salvation rather than the gift of fellowship. We remove our flesh from the equation and our wonder is squarely on the miracle of divinity. On the God, Christ Jesus, who became the man, Christ Jesus. It is that message that brings the wonder. It is that message that brings the difference in a person's life. It is that message that can save you from your sins. Because that's where the message is linked from Bethlehem all the way to Calvary. A message that is more than miraculous. It's a message that is tangible, it is applicable, it is true, it is real, and it is life-changing. So when Jesus said to take of this bread and this drink in remembrance of him, he was saying, don't forget the reason for what you do. Don't lose sight of the purpose. And so I stand before you tonight to remind you of the message. God robed himself in flesh and came to this earth. He was born of a virgin, as we just read, in a most humble fashion. He came in the form of a man so that we could become sons of God by his spirit. He went to a cross and became a sacrifice for our sins. He became the lamb that was slain for the sins of humanity sins of humanity sin your sin and my sin all of it required a sacrifice and not just any sacrifice but a blood sacrifice it was only the blood of innocence that could wash away the stain of sin in the old testament and jesus was that innocent blood he was that innocent blood for us in the new testament or the new covenant you see the old covenant started in life and was fulfilled in death but the new covenant started in death so that it could bring life what a great God we serve what a great God we serve the book of Esther does not end with victory in battle it ends with a call to remember the very end Mordecai established it and it has been observed Throughout all of these years, just as Christians read the birth of Christ at Christmas, the Jews read the story of Esther during the Feast of Purim. They celebrate that their God reversed the curse and turned their mourning into dancing, their sorrow into joy. The story of Esther talks about how it appeared that they would all be annihilated. But Jesus turned the tables. One of the most profound observances of Purim happened in Auschwitz, the German death camp. As I'm sure you have read and you're familiar with, it's a terrible, terrible time in the history of humanity when people were just executed wholesale style. And these death camps were focused on killing as many Jews as possible. Max Lucado tells the story in his New book, you were made for this moment. He says the celebrants of this feast were about 80 men, barely alive, crammed into a half-buried hut. Their bodies were racked with typhus and dysentery, their clothes hanging like rags from their frail bodies. They had no hope, no solution. J.J. Cohen was among them. He was, a, he was a teenager living in a Polish ghetto when he was taken to a death camp. He survived the Holocaust and later remembered the day that those prisoners in Auschwitz remembered Purim. They took a fragment of potato and a small piece of bread and passed them from person to person in order to fulfill the tradition of giving gifts of food to one another. And it fell to young Cohen to relate the story of Esther. He recalls this moment with these words, and I quote, When I read aloud about Haman's downfall, the spark of hope deep inside every Jew's heart ignited into a flaming torch. When I finished, everyone cheered. For a brief instant, the dreadful reality of the death camp had been forgotten. All the hunger and the suffering had receded. Having exerted all of my remaining energy in my reading of the story, I sat breathless, even as a young man, but my spirit was soaring. And like a river overflowing its banks, the festive atmosphere and the vision of redemption burst out of the broken hearts of the camp inmates. Someone not familiar with the story of Esther or so many others from scripture might ask, what kind of story can this be? What sort of narrative has the power to lift the spirits of dead men walking? Ladies and gentlemen, it is a biblical principle that a seed must fall into the ground and die for life to come forth. Paul said, I die daily. We die daily through the submission of our flesh, through the sacrifice of our will. The example that Jesus gave us on the night before in the Garden of Gethsemane. Not my will, but thy will be done. When we receive communion, we are echoing those words throughout the ages. Not my will, but thy will be done. Not my story, but your glory. Not my passion, but your purpose. Not my opinion, not my preference, not my dreams uh, or my hope or my fears. It's all about you. You're the reason, you're the focus, and you are the message. So that we would never forget this moment. Jesus gave us our own Purim celebration on the eve of his crucifixion. Jesus took some bread, gave thanks... Broke it, gave it to the apostles saying, this is my body, which I am giving for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup and said, this cup is the new agreement that God makes with his people. This new agreement begins with my blood, which is poured out for you. He was saying, don't ever forget. Even as the Jews, don't ever forget the story of Esther. Jesus was saying, Don't ever forget what's about to happen. Because what is about to happen is not the end, it's just the beginning. This is the promise of God that we are commanded to remember on a night like this. But, ladies and gentlemen, it falls on us to receive it, to receive the cup, to receive the bread to receive the message. It is a message of redemption. It is a message of hope. Oh my friend, don't fall victim to the voices of panic and chaos. You have a good God who has a good plan and that plan is revealed in His good book. Jesus Christ is the answer for the ills of society for the troubles and the chaos of our culture, Jesus Christ is still the answer today in 2021. Do you believe that? Would you stand to your feet right now and would you lift your hands? And I wonder right now if you would thank the Lord and say, Lord, you're the reason, you're the message. It's the story of the redemption of Jesus Christ that brings us all together. And we choose tonight to focus on you, Lord, to focus on the message that you have given us, that we're not just down here in some sort of a hapless manner trying to eke out an existence on planet Earth. We are here by the divine direction of God. We are here living and breathing by the favor of Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity obey your word and to once again remember the price that was paid it did not start with calvary it started way back lord whenever you were born in bethlehem but it is linked to calvary and it is linked to where we are today it is one continuous story that the creator came to redeem us in our humanity and so tonight we give you praise for that lord And we do this in remembrance of you to celebrate the fact that you're a redeemer, that you're a savior, and that you're the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And you can turn any situation around for good. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I want to stay there for just a moment. Somebody right now is going through a winter season in their life. And you think that all hope is lost. I've come to remind you of a message. A message of hope that Jesus Christ can make a way where there seems to be no way. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, thank you, Jesus. We're going to receive communion right now and our ushers are going to come and uh, begin to prepare. If you would like uh, to receive communion, we'd ask that you would just step out from where you're standing and that you would come down to the front uh, those that can come down to the front right away um, if there's no more room if you'll just step out into the aisle that lets the ushers know that you want to receive communion if you don't want to receive communion it's certainly not obligatory you can stay uh... in your seat and you'll not have to receive we do ask that you would uh... stand with your child if your child is receiving thank you is receiving communion um, under the age of 12, we ask that you would stand there with them and help them uh, with unwrapping this. The way that this works is there's a wafer that's on the top, and there is a little uh, clear piece of plastic. When you pull that back, it reveals the wafer, and then after that, the, the foil reveals the drink. We'd ask that you would hold off on doing that, and we'll all receive uh, communion together in just a moment. The ushers are going to go around. There's lots of room over here on this side. If you want to just push down, those of you that are in that aisle, the more we can get down to the front, the easier it is. Same thing right here in the middle aisle. In each one of these aisles, if you'll come around, there's room. There's a lot of room down front here. And uh, just push on through. You're not going to upset anybody. Just come on down. Yeah, there, there you go. There's room on this side too. Just push forward uh, as much as you can. This will make it a lot easier for us, for our ushers, to make sure everyone is served. As they're going around and serving everyone, uh, if you um, are wanting to receive communion, you don't have it yet, just uh, uh, raise your hand, and uh, we'll make sure that everyone uh, has the cup. Now, if you're not receiving communion, we'd ask that you would be very, very reverent as you stand here in the auditorium. This is not the time to start fellowshipping. We're going to do that in a moment. But the Bible says that we are to receive this soberly and with reverence. And so if you're not receiving communion, we'd ask that you would consider this moment of being a time of great reverence as we honor our Lord and Savior. Thank you for that. Everybody else that has the communion, if you have a need for communion you have not yet received, would you just raise your hand? We're going to make sure everybody, it looks like that everybody... Uh, has received the communion i'm going to ask uh, bishop myers if he's going to pray for us in just a moment i'll bring the microphone down there uh, to him and uh, we'll have bishop pray for us but you know i was thinking about we were talking about communion there through scripture and talking about how this message is a message of hope and redemption i got to thinking about there's every one of us in this room have got stories of people around us that are hurting Even at this season, whenever we think of Christmas and we think of a time of celebration, it's some of the loneliest time for so many people. It's a time of of, of the most hurt and heartache for people that maybe don't have uh, what you and I have, and that is a relationship with Jesus. And I want us to be focused on that tonight as we receive this communion, to say, Lord, help me to be a light that can shine forth to my family, unsaved loved ones, friends that they can see that Jesus Christ has brought hope, that He has turned our lives around. Aren't you thankful for a God that He's not just some some God out there beyond the Milky Way, out of reach or out of touch, but no, my friend, He's as close as the mention of His name. What a great God we serve. What a great God we serve. I wonder, uh, Bishop Myers, if you would uh, just pray over us as we uh, prepare to receive
3: communion. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Jesus, for your great love and your mercy and goodness to us. We thank you for this past year and for keeping your hand upon us. We thank you, Jesus, for what this communion represents. And we know, Lord, that you paid a great price that we might be saved. Thank you for that salvation, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord, that we can come before the throne of grace and goodness here tonight. And, Lord, we know that you're coming as soon, and you're coming back for your people, Lord. And you said in your word to do this until you come. And, Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for the privilege to partake, Lord, of that Last Supper by us partaking of communion in this fashion, Lord, to remember that you paid the price on Calvary for us. And, Lord, that you might come, come back for every one of us soon. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we praise Jesus. and love and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God.
1: Let's receive communion together right now. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, bless the holy name of the Lord. Hallelujah. What a great God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the message of redemption, Lord. Thank you, God, that you came close to your people. Oh, Lord, we feel your presence and we know you're near. Oh, God, help us not to get so caught up with the culture that we forget, Lord. What it's all about, Lord. Let our focus be on you and all things. Lord, we lift our voices and our hands and our hearts to you tonight, Lord. And we worship you, for you are a great and a mighty God. There is none that is like unto thee. Oh, why don't you just lift your voice right now and just begin to pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We give praise and glory unto you, Lord. You are the mighty God. Hallelujah. We know, God, that one day you're coming back soon for your people, Lord. For those that are looking for your soon return. Hallelujah. For those that are without spot or wrinkle. Oh, God, we want to be part of that bribe, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah We remember, Lord, the price that was paid But we look forward, Lord, with hope and expectation Things will not always be as they are now Hallelujah But, oh God, you've given us peace and hope and strength Hallelujah, hallelujah Oh, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give thanks unto you, Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't you pray with your neighbor right now? Would you just pray this prayer? Lord, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. We pray for unity in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. We thank you for this body of believers that you have given us, Lord. We don't take it lightly, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for brothers and sisters of like precious faith. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We give you glory and praise. Oh, hallelujah! Help us, Lord, to share one another's burdens. Hallelujah! To occupy until you come. To forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. But even more so as we see the day approaching. Hallelujah. We gather in your house. We gather under the banner of your name, Lord. We pray a blessing on our brothers and sisters. We pray a double portion upon our brothers and sisters in the Lord. Bless their home. Bless their life. We pray for strength and health in the name of Jesus. Protect us, O Lord, under the banner of your name. Hide us under the blood, Lord, that was shed for our sins. Under the shadow of the Almighty, put us in the cleft of the rock, O Lord. In that safe place that is nigh unto thee. In the name of Jesus, we worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, oh, we worship the name of Jesus. What a great God we serve. Thank you, Lord. If you have the little cup in your hand, just hold on to it. The ushers will come around or you can come down to the table here and uh, they'll be able to put them here in the buckets don't just set them down on the pew or on the floor or on the altar make sure uh, they go in one of those buckets i can't think of a better way to spend new uh, christmas eve can you amen and it is seven oh oh your pastor kept his word we love you merry christmas god bless you in jesus name you're dismissed